Hello and welcome to episode 71. I didn't check that there, actually. I was looking down. It looks like I was looking at the episode. We're not quite there yet. We are at 71, right? Yes, we are. Now I've done it to myself. Welcome to episode 71 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Dex joined by uh, Jake Punkchef, 41. As always, I hope this week has treated you well or is treating you well so far and this podcast finds you well as always. How has your week been, my friend? Uh, it was good up until my mother turned up. Um, I've been doing <laughs> DIY stuff and family. Yeah. Yeah. Basically my mother decided to break a piece of wooden decking that goes into our garden. We'd had to dismantle it all. I've had to make new steps over the weekend. It's not been a fun job. Uh, but thank you for the queen having a 70 thing. I got to get help from people. So that was a kind of helpful, <laughs> but, uh, Apart from that, it's been okay. I just feel like I've been a bit lazy, but I have been doing more live streams on my channel. I've been making graphics for it. I've been trying to up my ante because I've been watching other people's stuff and thinking, how do I do that? And watching YouTube video go, that's how you do it. So I can just make a graphic set for you. I mean, I don't know when I'd have the time to do that. But I, that like... well, well, that's the thing. I don't know when you've had time to do it either. And I don't want to have more work onto your stuff because... At times when I message you and sometimes we, we do message and we talk and sometimes it'll be like a couple of days because I know, hey, we're yeah. having a really busy day a week, I, so I'll wait. I can actually make pretty good graphics stuff. I just never have the time or effort. So when I decide to stream, it'll be usually like, right, we're using solid colours. I, ca- yeah. I can't be up. You know, it's one of those where I, I, if I get more time, if this ever became my job, I would put considerably even more effort than I do in now but now I'm kind of like at max capacity to make sure I can get this podcast edited every week but I'm enjoying it it's it's been all right you know um I didn't watch the platy-jubes sorry um I didn't either but I did I did play a lot of video games actually with a bit of the time off which was really nice to do Mm. I switched off for a few days I did a bit of work um, I've recorded like the next four seasons of the Sheffield Wednesday career mode Ooh. because I realized that I'm not going to sit down and do these the traditional way anymore. The people that are still watching it enjoy the content either way. Right. So I've just literally sat in my pants playing, <laughs> not on camera. We ain't getting, I ain't, we ain't opening only fans yet, boys and girls. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I've basically sat, just played the game and bulk recorded and gone through some stuff and just had the record on and I would just do VO for it. So I'll just go in and do, you know, like my Sim to Glory. Yeah, yeah. But I'll just go in and talk through it. There'll there'll still be the same sort of episodes. Just won't be me sat down on, because that's the whole faff of it. Me being sat down to make sure I can do that. Yeah. And because we're at a point now where people have been contributing loads through the first like 14, 15 episodes or whatever it is, mm. I've got so many suggestions from the past anyway that the squad kind of builds itself with based off community suggestions previously. So it's not like I need to constantly ask to keep yes. it a community-based thing and keep everybody involved. It's not like... Because it's evolved from us being a community doing the, the career mode. I don't need to weekly now check in to say, oh, should we sign next transfer window? That yeah. sort of thing. Because we've kind of got an idea of who we want to sign and we brought players through. And I must say, I can't, because I can't give you spoilers for like the four seasons ahead or the three, I think we're three seasons ahead. 
I'm really happy with a certain... I'll just say this. Just There's a certain player in that career mode that I am really, really pleased with at the minute, and it's going to link back to pretty much the entirety of the career mode, but it only just happened, and it only just actually came good, and I'm like, are you serious? This actually works. Nice. So there's something it, that came through. It's always nice when that happens. Did you watch the England game? I did, yes, I did watch that. God, that was uh, horrible. <laughs> right. I've got some things to say about the England game. So if you don't think I know what I'm talking about, fair play, I don't give a crap, right? I have supported Gareth Southgate all along, and I'm still supporting Gareth Southgate, and I will be up for it. But I just wish, right, I love our possession. I love possession-based football. It's that thing that, you know, like Klopp and Pepper, like just believe in the yeah. system, never break the system, just keep going. But Klopp, not so much because he attacks anyway, but Pep is like, press, 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 keep doing it. I don't care if we're chasing a game, press, do it. It will eventually come. It's like Gareth wants to do that with the possession football and the holding football, right? And eventually we will work an opportunity to score. But I just think England do so much better when you let the shackles... He doesn't let the shackles off him enough for me. No, you know, he's a we've got bit the, too defensive. At, well. When we counter, and I don't really want to play, play a counter-attacking style, but we can counter. Mm. And we need to realise that we can do that a little bit more and actually do it. Yeah. Because it doesn't happen enough for my liking. I think get the possession-based stuff in there and just... Just throw the wingers forward a little bit more, you know? Don't worry. Maybe maybe do revert to the four at the back. Do we really need do we need to play wing backs? Not really. I don't I don't know if we do. Because I yes, we are shaky defensively, but we can outscore teams, right? We're gonna yeah. be we're gonna be I will say our weakest position probably is centre-back, so it would make sense. Yeah, yeah why you put three there just so everybody can sort of scoop up and do their jobs. But if you're outscoring the teams and you're already set up and you're actually pressing so high that you're holding the ball up, there's less pressure on the defence, right? They only have to do the jobs when it comes back at us. And we have, we do have solid enough centre-backs to do that. So, I don't know. I, I do get concerned about the likes. Because I think, obviously, you look at where Gareth's got us and I'm you can only play the teams in front of you. So, I, I respect that. I just... I'm just Let like... the shackles off a bit. I... It's sort of like, come on, mate, because you could, he will always have this thing over his head of what if another manager had had this team? Would they have yeah. done even better? Would they have finished finished it off in the tournaments? And yeah, I will always, I, I, you could, I don't believe in hypotheticals, you know. I can't really slate him too much because he is the man that's got us there and he, yeah. is, he is by proxy, by just absolute my favourite England manager of all time. He's got to be. And he's also, he's also an FA man. And that's one of the things that you've got to always remember. The FA will always go to someone who's told, told the line. He doesn't seem to step out of line. He says what he right to say. He's good with the media. He's good with some of the young players. It's one of those things where he'll always get remembered at this moment as the nearly man. But yeah. if someone comes and gets us there, it'll get completely forgotten. Yep, exactly. Um, just noting this, uh, we've got, if you would like us to talk about anything specifically, obviously you can get involved and, and uh, tweet us and stuff. If you if there's any ideas for an episode you've got where, which you would like to see during the off-season when there's not matches played, please do get in touch. Let us know because we're always 
we did build this around community this podcast as well two idiots and community so um if yep. you've got an idea for an episode that you think we'd be good to could make an episode do uh do message us that would be cool and also remember it's a shorter pre-season this year yeah i, I was gonna say this like we talk about off season, oh, we can do put all this content in and stuff, but it's not really because there's always no. transfer talk, always. Yep. And it, it's it's kind of one of those times. I don't. I'd prefer to take a week off in the season. Yeah. You know, and do a scheduled episode like an interview or something like that because we we can talk about what's happened in the matches and we can tweet about it. We can do shorts. We can do things like that. But when transfer speculation is hot, the juicy bits, we want to be there for that. And the, you know? that, it's always the fun bit, this, where the preseason, where you're wondering. And I never really used to touch the transfers back in the day, but I started like a couple of years ago because it just made sense. I only used to do it when they were confirmed. But I started looking at other people's stuff. I looked at some of your stuff ages ago. It's like the transfer stuff is what hits. And yeah. It's nice, it's nice having a look at what you can go for, who you go for, and then if it doesn't go off, trying to figure it out. It's fun watching Man United fans just go off the deep end at the moment with all their stuff. So it's it's one of those things where it's really good time to do content and hopefully, well, we need to be busy, let's be honest, not hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's concerning seeing some of the targets we're linked with all the time. We, we're losing them to other clubs. Um, we need to start. But I'm not applying I'm not, a little I'm, bit of pressure. I'd like to see. I that. don't. I don't think it's a case of uh, like some people said. Oh, we're not being quick enough. I think we're being quite strict to a wage structure now. Mm. And if it doesn't fit in that wage structure, we're just going to move on to the next target. No, that's true. Anyway, to start us off today, uh, Matt writes into the Talking Wednesday podcast and says. Hi guys, I found myself playing a lot of Hades recently and I've become obsessed with its soundtrack and it got me thinking, is there a video game soundtrack you absolutely love? Thanks again, Matt. Probably GTA Vice City. It's, <sighs> yeah. 80, it's, it's 80s. You it's see, that's, 80s. that's where that. I was going, but I was going another way, right? If we're talking, um, I'm, I'm che- I, I get this with Hades because it was a specific. It's like a mm. score, you know. It was written and the music is fantastic. It's not, but if we're talking soundtrack and we are, and the question was soundtrack, I for, did, I did like Assassin's Creed Black Flag. You, do you know that's the one Assassin's Creed I've not played all the way through? Oh, that that was so fun! I loved. That I know one. it's almost uh, blasphemy that, but it's it's um, I really like weird fact. I'm an electroacoustic musician. To people who actually yeah, know who, what away. that is, and people who actually know what that is, um, that's what I did part of my uh, masters in. All fun. However, I really enjoy soundtracks that will incorporate soundscapes and things like that. Due to mm. that, so I really like I really like atmospheric music. So I've always been a big fan of uh, Zer's music with um, Fallout because he's a traditional composer, but then yeah. you, it, it gets added to that atmospheric, you know the worlds um and it just adds so much atmosphere to the sound i if i'm going soundtrack though the one thing that always sticks in my mind and it's probably the reason for my music taste as it is because playing this as an eight nine ten year old which i shouldn't have been doing it would have been 10 years old actually <laughs> gta san andreas right oh yeah definitely yeah like radio x on gta san andreas made me 
the music it made me the musician and the the man I am today I think it just it just had pure bangers didn't it it did <laughs> it did right and it's just there's there's just such a good soundtrack because it had like Aussie it had Guns it had um oh, I, I, you know when you're just thinking now you're just like you've lost all of it it had Alice yeah. in Chains it had um I know this entire soundtrack. It had L7, right? It had L7. Pretend That We're Dead was like a vibe when I was driving around Grove Street. And I just, I don't know. K-Rose is also a great soundtrack. It got me into, it got me into country style music just because I was like, well, this can make you sway and bop and mock it. And it's fun. I used to like uh, the Death Jam fighting game soundtracks as well. Death Jam, all right. That's just, you know, when you just get that little tinge of memory yeah. and serotonin from childhood, right? Death Jam Vendetta. Yeah. What a game. I don't think I've got it anymore. If you've got oh. Death Jam Vendetta and want to gift it to me, please do, because I miss that game. That but was a Snoop, great game. Snoop Dogg just... just I remember there'd be like a fight with Snoop Dogg pushing you up against like a, a door or something or like yep. pushing you into like a utility room or something. And it was all about, it was, I was, I was playing that when I was about nine. Um, <laughs> parents the, just didn't know what they know now. The, the other one that I used to like was True Crime, the LA series and stuff like that. That always had a good one. To, uh, yeah, no, that's good. I'm just trying to think of the actual... I know people are probably screaming like Doom for yeah. video game soundtracks because it's... But it's yeah, for, <laughs> for me, it is it is GTA San Andreas. It's just... It's been but a Vice, little badass. It, it's Vice been a little was first. It, it's been a little badass in your bedroom going, I shouldn't be able to do this, but going, yay! I mean, <laughs> wave, wave 103 was like... A time for me because when I got this bass right the other day because I need the other month because I needed a bass guitar because I didn't have one. Lovely little, very pretty. It's a very pretty bass. And the first bass line I learned on it was "Run to You" by Brian Adams, right? Right. And that is because of Vice City. I think it's Vice City. It was on. Um, I think you're right because there was. It wasn't the same radio. I think it was on Fever 105. Here we go. We're going down, going down memory lane here. But I, I've seen Gary Newman, right? And Cars was on the soundtrack for Vice City. Wave 103 with like Cars. Uh, there was another one that had... Flash FM was on Vice. It was on Flash FM. On Vice yeah. City. And I'm not going to play it for copyright reasons because my bass playing is so exquisite. We'd get it. <laughs> We'd get it. It'd be like, oh, that's audio match straight away there. But, um... It's that sort of thing that just, yeah. you know, it's really hard for me to not say Vice City because I was playing that when I was way too young because my next door neighbour had it and he was like <laughs> 13. And like, well, I was... I just, remember, ma- I just remember that soundtrack and having like Death Leopard and I'm a massive Death Leopard fan going, this is just awesome. Yeah. Which which one had Death Leopard? Yeah, I think it, I think Vice City had it. Or I had it. I don't modern. think Vice City. No, Vice City. The didn't. one, nah. the one of them that had Death Leopard on. GTA Four had Death Leopard on, and the DLC. That's it. Thank you. That that come on. That's it. I know my Grand Theft Auto soundtracks. Pour some sugar on me was was brought in, and and so was uh, so was Doctor Feelgood from Motley Crue. Yes. They brought in when they brought in the uh, 
Lost and Damned DLC for the biking. Ah, the one, thank you. Get it right, Jake. Anyway, should we do a Sheffield Wednesday podcast? <laughs> that went on for a bit. <laughs> By the way, this is usually how we, we actually start before we do yeah. the podcast. We'll be talking random rubbish and then, yeah. There's your timestamp, timestamp, lads. Anyway. So, we're going to get into the news. I'm trying to work out how to phrase this one, but we are waiting on some contracts, aren't we? The yeah. star have been uh, the star have pointed out, as we can all be well aware, that we're still waiting on whether Luongo, Jack Hunt, Mendes Lang, and Joe Wildsmith are going to sign their contract. So the initial story from the star wrote this: Sheffield Wednesday continue to wait on four players who have been offered new deals from the club. The headline was what EFL regulations say about contracts offers to Owls Quartet. Now, the interesting bit in this is just the they were talking about the regulations, basically, and it, and, and they go as follows. The quote, the player must notify in writing the club holding his registration with one month of the date on which the notification of the said terms of the re-engagement were sent. Whether or not he accepts their offer for re-engagement, the player has, if the player has not replied in writing to the club's offer of re-engagement by the 30th of June, the offer shall automatically lapse. So there's a time scale on when they can, yeah. they can that's the, the legality stance of it. Basically, I was, we were yep. going to talk about this anyway, but it's always nice to to get to to expand further and have some uh, some of the actual parameters that are set. And the star have, have have done that for us there. What do you think the situation is going to be with these players? Because usually you'd have had one of them or or something sign by now and stay on. It's been a little while. What are you I'm, thinking, Jake? I'm getting a little bit worried that we may not get any of them personally. Okay. Because I think if there's a good deal out there for Jack Hunt, he takes it. He signs it. I know he's been away. I know he's done uh, Barry Bannon, Dagdu, him and Windath. They've done all that. But he's back now. I would have thought they would have got it done before you go away, if you know what I mean. They've done what? But him and Windath was on uh, Barry Bannon, Dagdu. Barry Bannon's not already married? Nope. He gets married this year. Oh. Fair enough. Mad they were, in they were in Las Vegas, so that's why Windass had been on an extended holiday in America. I think he I knew see. he was going to stag do, so he'd gone. What are you I trying to it, say, Jake? It's quite clear he's gone down to South America <laughs> and he's signed the contract. Yeah. And, uh, I, think, I think he also went to a Luke Combs gig. You're a stalker. I just... Watch a lot of stuff on Instagram when I'm bored. Yeah, there's there's a lot on Twitter <laughs> and that nowadays, isn't there? Anyway, yeah, but I am yeah. I am a bit worried that we haven't heard anything yet. And normally you try and get them done before they go away. Mm. And ready, it's if you lose all four, there's only three I'm worried about. If that makes sense. Sorry, Joe. It just, you've been on our bench. You have done well when you come on, but. We need to, if you want to be, I can't see you wanting to stay here and be on the bench. No, I think Joe will want to play football now. And it's, yeah. unless there's a, there's a loan option there for him, you know, can he get a loan? Can he have the, the Dawson loan well, situation? Well, Exeter, we gave you Cameron Dawson last Do you want the other one? <laughs> the other one. Yeah, might work. They will Exeter, but, do need, they'll need a keeper because Cameron Dawson was big for them, really well big for them. them. 
Yeah. It, I don't know how are you feeling about it because I'm I'm well, I'm not bothered either way. I'm not bothered. Luongo obviously would be a great player for us if we could keep him fit. It, yeah. We've got Mendes Lang again, a great option on the wing, but if we've got other options coming in, brilliant. Hunt's getting on for a full back that we need to keep. I can't imagine and while Smith again, I don't see him being on number one. So as much as I would be happy for all to see them all four sign, I also wouldn't be gutted to see all four of them, four of them not yeah. sign new deals. Purely because I would have a hope in the regard that we can reinforce in this transfer window. Now we can well, buy players, the players we're being linked with. You know, we can actually have a bit more transfer activity and having four players getting released when you're not under restrictions is a little less troublesome, really. I also think having the restrictions that we had last season actually helped us a little bit because people knew we couldn't come down and bend big. Now our restrictions have been lifted. You've got the likes of Derby. They'll be keeping more an eye on. We'll still be that pl- team that they'll be like, oh, if when they come, we'll have to price them a bit more than Yeah, normal. Derby are still but, planning on spending a lot of money by it looks it, aren't they? Which yeah. is uh, interesting. But it is that it is that situation where we might be able to fly under the radar because a, a Derby or a Peterborough might come and get a player because they've got a bit of cash or they've managed to do whatever. You know what I mean? Or Barnsley. Yep. But you look at the league, Barnsley and I think it's Charlton have still not got permanent managers in yet. So there's a lot they can't do. They can't won't can't and won't want to do. So it could be interesting to see what happens. It is, but I just wanted to say in general, like we aren't in the same situation we're in now. We seem to have a structure wage-wise that we're not going to go over. We've offered them a deal. That's all we can do. I also think we've got a long-term plan in place, but it's just not talked about in public, which is nice. Yeah, well, we can hope that. We can think happy thoughts, can't we? (laughs) Next story. um, Sheffield Wednesday examining a fresh transfer move for Birmingham City outcast Harley Dean. This is from the Yorkshire Live. Centre-back Harley Dean spent the second half of the 2021-22 season on loan at Sheffield Wednesday as the Owls agonisingly missed out on promotion back to the Championship. Sheffield Wednesday are considering making a summer move for Birmingham City centre-back Harley Dean. Yorkshire Live understands the Owls are closely monitoring Dean's situation at St Andrews as the League One club target a more defensive reinforcements ahead of the 2022-23 season. After being deemed surplus to requirements by Birmingham boss Lee ba- uh, Bauer, it's Boyer, in it? I can oh, always yeah. say that wrong. Boyer, thank you. I, I'm doing a you. Um, <laughs> back into the story. Dean was allowed to spend the second half of last season alone at Wednesday. His uncompromising style of play in the middle of the back three quickly endeared himself to the house faithful. And then it goes on about injuries. The 30-year-old faces an uncertain future having returned to Birmingham. Dean, who made over 100... And 80 appearances since joining the Blues in the summer of 2017 has a year remaining on his current Birmingham contract. Um, but the manager has already played down the prospect of the player forcing his way back into his plans. Speaking to the media back, at, we talked about this. We did. He, he pretty much said, "Nah, yeah. Dean's Dean's done here," and there's not been really an update on that. They do mention in the Yorkshire Live article, the biggest stumbling block with any potential deal for Dean could be his wages. It is thought that Dean is earning north of £20,000 a week at St Andrews, with Wednesday only having paid a small proportion of his salary last year. 
The Owls are in the market for defenders as Dominic Iofra is the only recognised senior centre-back on the books. Dunkley Hutchinson are heading for the exit door while lone players Dean Jordan, uh, Dean and Jordan Story and Lewis Gibson have rejoined their parents' clubs. End quote. Not their parents' clubs. <laughs> the parent clubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that like- is quite a lot of a wage drop. That's the issue. Because mm. I thought... It's got to be the wage drop because I don't think they're going to stop him from going. We've got to put a fee in of some sort because I think he's still got a year left. Unless he can go, look, you don't want to play me. I don't want to be here. Let's mutually terminate the contract and I'll go somewhere else. Well, that's the only way I see us actually giving him anywhere close to those wages. Because even 15K is a lot of money in this league. Yeah. You know? it's also like when people have talked about that, I've been keeping an eye on people go, oh, he's injury prone. He's not injury prone. It is the first ever time he's properly been injured when he got to us. Most mm. of the time he's played pretty much the entire seasons. Like you look at his appearance at 45 games, at 38 games, at 45 games. If he didn't get that injury, we may have been able to keep a little bit better clean sheet somewhere. But it's, that, it's how much do you actually want to go for him? kind of thing, because this will be your Sam Hutchinson replacement. Yeah, he's 30 years old. We know he's a good player. We do need a centre-back. We've lost 60% of our aerial threat since we've released all those players. I can't see us giving him more than 12k. The only way we do it is that he gets some sort of promotion bonus if we go up. Well, yeah, because if you think about it, all the rumours about Bannon's wages, things like that, be like, you, you've got to imagine. Back when I was a kid, League One wages were around 3K. I don't know if that's the average anymore. Back you know. in my day. Back in my day. That was always what was talked about, that players were like on 3K a week. It's not the yeah. same anymore. League One's a completely different league where it got as competitive the championship. But I do still think, like, if you were going to be up there, you're probably around, you've got to be between, like, 8 and 14K on most of your players, at least, yeah. you know. So, it it's a drop from 20, but if he can drop that 8, maybe 10 a week, that's a big drop. But you do, as you yeah. say, you put the bonuses in there. He's 30 years old. You give him a couple years on his deal you give him a two year deal and then it's sort of like well if we don't do it in those couple of years you can go and you're 32 you'll still get another club you'll get another move it won't be the end of the journey for you it's there's there's options there but the the other thing he's already been here he doesn't have to settle in he already knows the manager he already knows what's going on it's it's one of those deals where we're going to have to why we're going to have to make the call early and get him or play the waiting game because if we play the waiting game, and I think when they're in that kind of position now where if people are going to oh, wait all around for other things, they're like, we'll just go on to another target then. Thank you for your service, but we need to get things in now. Yeah, it's true. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I, we, need, we do need to make a decision quick and start getting them in. Because as you said, pre-season's earlier. Let's get, let's get yeah. on track with it. June 20th is when they come back and we have two centre-backs as it stands. So. Yeah. So Yorkshire Live have done a piece basically on goalkeepers because who are we going to put in the sticks? I don't usually include these. However, 
uh, when the document was put together, it was put together with such good work. I will skim over what um, I think it's Dom has been putting yep. putting some together. Usually we do this ourselves and bring our own players, but players I've not mentioned, so it's worth mentioning. I'll mention who they are, and just for fun, I, w- I have added their uh, FIFA card to it so we can say it. So they think that Craig uh, McGilvery would be a good one from Charlton, who made... This is our stat page. We we put our own stats in this. I'm not going to read anything from the article other than the names. Go over there if you want to see what they've said about it. Because give give them clicks. It's only fair. Um, yep. League One overall appearances has made 175 appearances overall in League One. So some League of One experience there for Craig, who was born in... I don't know. He's 29. That's a good age. Good age for a keeper. Coming up into the prime. 68 rated silver. 69 diving. 65 handling. 67 kicking. 71 reflexes. 51 speed and 66 positioning. So, not the worst. The other one that was in that article was Victor Johansson, who plays for Rotherham and is a 66 rated Goalkeeper, 67 diving, 65 handling, 65 kicking, 68 reflexes, 32 speed, and 67 positioning. Not a lot of experience by the looks of it. He is 23. Yes, he's... uh, That that one you could have as the one for the future kind of thing, if you're wanting to do... We've got one who's just done well on loan. Yeah, exactly. I've heard this one and I could see it. Yeah. This is the thing. People got to remember. I still Not think it's Dawson. I still think it's Dawson to lose. Okay, we were we were on different wavelengths there. Yeah, I was on about one. I think we've been linked with him in the past. Actually, weirdly, Lee Burge from who's at Sunderland, sixty-seven diving, sixty-three handling, sixty-one kicking, sixty-eight reflexes, forty-two speed, sixty-six positioning. So those mid-range goalkeepers in terms of FIFA, but obviously, real world ain't FIFA. But our our fun spin on it was uh, FIFA again. He's 28 or 29. I can't see from here. 29. So we're looking at, we're looking at that. We're looking at that age and he's 41 appearances in, in league one so far. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. It was worth putting in because the, all the work was done for us by, uh, by the podcast document edited this week. So thank you very much. Basically, so drafted the podcast together for us this week and did very, very yep. well. So uh, that sounds really patronising, doesn't it? <laughs> you can tell I'm working full on, can't you, at the minute? Um, anyway, camera. If my camera's been out of focus for this whole podcast, uh, deal with it. Right. So the, 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 there's more talk about goalkeepers. Marco Morosi is stalling, apparently. We don't know what's going to happen there. Just thought we'd add to that. We've already talked about Marco Morosi. Yes. The star have updated and just say that they understand there's no approach being made on Morosi at this time. Any keeper that comes in has got to be play with their feet and yeah. play out from the back. Because that's the thing what we do. And I, I, you can do it in League One. It's been shown it can happen. It can work. The only issue is You've got to know when to, there were times last season where Bailey went, I can't do this. I ain't got the defensive and just hit it long. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting if we bring it. I, and 
if you bring a keeper in, are you turning around and say, look, you're on the bench, mate, because he's our number one when you're doing your negotiations or you're going to fight it out between you? Do they want to do that? Do they want to be guaranteed number one? You do need pressure. You do need pressure on that bench. You do need a good keeper on the bench, really, Mm. to, to... And that's why if you bring in like an older experienced keeper and you have Dawson on the bench, you know you've got this hungry goalkeeper that's just really well on loan that's snapping at your heels, you know? Yeah. Right, this next story. I don't know if we actually mentioned this player. Have we mentioned this player before? Mentioned I don't remember. I think we were linked with him last season, but because we couldn't play for him, we didn't do it. Yeah, because the star, the star have said that they linked us with him. Even reported on it last month. I don't remember talking about this. We might have missed it. I don't remember it. seeing it. Anyway, Jaden Stockley um, has been linked with us again. He is, and we have heard this name before, but I just don't remember mentioning it recently. No. He's a striker, plays for Charlton, quite heavily linked with Wednesday at the minute. Initial thoughts, Jake. I would love this deal to go through because he does play as that kind of target man. He does bully people off the ball. Yeah. The only stumbling block would be what position are Charlton in because they at the minute don't have a manager. Do they not want to do any deals until they've got a permanent manager in place? Apparently mm-hmm. settled down in London. and But he's 28 and he scored a lot of goals last season for League One. I think it was 13 goals, but he's a good player for this level. Was it 13? Was it not? No, no, he scored, sorry, he scored scored 20 goals overall. He scored. Ah, right, overall, 13 in League One. 13 in League One, yep. He's he's a good player for this league. I think we could build something out. I think this was the dude that knocked uh, Callum Patterson out on the first game of the season when Ah. he had to go off. So if that's the same player that did that, that's the kind of player you want who's going to put their head in it. And he's go got for something. He's got good stats, man. And he's like he seems from what obviously we've seen him we've seen him play. He's he's someone that Wednesday have wanted for a while. We couldn't pay for him. I think the fee being talked about is something like five hundred K. It's it's anywhere from five hundred K to one point five mil because yeah. they're gonna want a bit of money for him, which is understandable. He's got a hat full of goals. Dry could normally cost you a little bit more money. We do need a striker. We do need that. And we, we talk about it. Gregory isn't a natural target man. You know, he, he, can, he has he's been ho- deployed as that up, sometimes. Yeah, well, that's technically... Technically, it, that is more of a, hard, a, a target man's job. Holding he, up the play he, and feeding off it. Had, I think he's had to adapt to that role because we don't have that, like you said, target man. Well, yeah, it is something that's, we are that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Gregory is more of a, he's a goal scorer. You know, he's, yeah. he's a target, target man isn't always a goal scorer. It's helpful. This guy clearly is, you know, and yeah. if he is the traditional target man, that, that's fantastic because we do need that option off the bench. Also, he's a, good, he's a good age. Also, just saying, we haven't mentioned this. We did. Uh, the, the, people have started reporting on Kyle Hudlin that we're linked back at him for him now. So we were yep. right last week. So we didn't make a song and dance about it, but we uh, we got ahead of that one, which was yep. all fun and games. Nice. But yeah, this is one obviously that we've picked up off the back of. But Jaden Stockley, just twenty goals, man. 
20 goals last season in all appearances. Season before that, he played 22 times. He scored eight goals. So he's only 28. He contracted out in 2024. He's going to cost us a bit of money. I reckon it'd be up. It'd be around a mil. It's worth going for for me personally, because I'd rather us have it that we have a player that's actually ours instead of loaning someone and then getting to January in the parent club going, well, he's done really well. We'll take him back and then he'll grambling to get another one in who might not be the same. Especially if, like, I've been saying this all along, but if Gregory gets a knock, we need options anyway, but if Gregory gets a knock, we, we do need, we, we need cool. players for backup. We need players for squad rotation, but we also need the options, you know, and having a target man option, we need, we've been saying this quite a while, we need somebody to be able to go up there and change the game if it's not working. Basically, we need the new Hugh replacement. <laughs> we do, how tall is this lad? Hang on. Yeah, one six point. foot two. Were you about to give it in metric? Me, he's six foot is, two. He's, he's six, six foot, foot two. two. I've just yeah. said it three times. <laughs> he's six foot two. So yeah, no. He, and and from what everything I've seen and everything I've heard, he is your traditional target man. Mm. Unlike the player I linked us with last week, by the way, who uh, isn't a natural target man. Apologies for that. Um, right. you, I meant, I meant he can play in that regard, but he isn't. A, I, I misspoke. Thank you for the correction. If you're, if you're looking at what Wednesday got at the minute, we got Lee Gregory, Josh Windath, who Josh Windath has said he's not a striker he, by his own words. He doesn't see himself as a striker. Callum Patterson and Silaso. Callum Patterson and isn't a striker. He's, he's put down as a forward. I know he's not a striker, but he's he put is down not as a, a striker. He can play as a striker, but he's not. A striker. Yeah. And that's no detriment to him either because he, he didn't play at striker for most of his career. He I just think. did it when he went to Cardiff. And he, he is and he's a utility player, right? If we're talking actual natural forwards, he's not played there all the time, right? No. Wasn't he a right back for Hearts? Uh, he may have been, actually. Yes, I think you're right. It, Andy, it, you can correct that, us on that one because I know you know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, we, need stri- we need strikers. And if you look at that squad at the minute, it probably we need centre-back strikers and probably a little bit of pace on the wing because the, the one thing we do lack in this team is pace. And yeah, we'd we have to have pace before you start it. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. I'll just make sure for the comment section. Charlton are going to struggle to sell to a rival. That's the only issue we face as well. And there's going to be competition for him, especially yeah. with teams like Derby coming down. Derby seem to not have a threshold on their spending. They're like, oh, we'll just keep spending. Stop doing that, Derby. It doesn't end well. It really doesn't end well. Um, to be fair, their takeover still not technically confirmed. <laughs> mental. Jaden Stockley, Charlton fans, Wednesday fans, let us know what you think about the potential of him becoming a Wednesday player in the comments. Charlton fans, will we have a good player on our hands? Wednesday fans, would you be excited by this? Let us know in the comments section. Actually, I've got his FIFA card. I did it, just quickly. He's got 55 pace as a striker. Oh, 64 shooting, 43 passing, 61 dribbling, 31 defending, 79 physical. So yeah. Target Man Central on FIFA. He would yep. be a bit rubbish, but we would we would deal if he if he could bag us the goals in real life, I'm sure. 
Just lump it in the box and hope he gets his head on the end of it. Indeed. Um, they aren't... That Talares sign... Sign? Side? Aren't giving up on Josh Windass. The manager no. doesn't seem to be at the minute. We'll see how that one develops going forward. Don't need to talk about it too much more. No. But this is the long... Well, Go on. To be fair, from what Windass had put up, he looks like he's staying anyway on his... Yeah, he does. He's, like, he's, he's settled and he... I think... You look at how he's talking and stuff. It's like, I didn't do enough last season because I was injured. I'm ready to play football. Yeah, he might He might as well. He, the thing is, Windass, even if he stays this season, like if it doesn't go well, he'll, have op- he'll still have options around. So yeah. you might as well stay and fire in 20 goals for us, mate. Don't have to be from striker. You can be a shadow striker. Play as a cam. 20 goals will be fine. Fire us, up to, fire us up to... The championship be all good, but it is the long awaited return of the community section. Not done this in a little while, which used to be every I, I did make a point of trying to do this every episode, but everyone got a bit dead towards the end of that. There was like, there was like one or two people writing in for a while, and now it's gone back up. So just make sure you're still in the community tabs. I will try and yep. post them a bit more frequently. Get in the Discord if you're not in it already. Message us for that. Make sure. Um, you get in touch if you want that. I've probably not replied to people again because I don't check my message requests enough. But you know, we will we will move. I'm running on fumes now, by the way, just so you're all aware for for general podcasts. Because I've realised I've exercised and I've not eaten since this morning. Didn't have to go into work this morning, so Soph made me an omelette and it was fantastic. But that's all I've eaten all day. <laughs> so I'm sort of just like. I stupidly exercised when I got in from work, and now I'm I'm really the, the man the man on the man on the screen that I'm looking at is crashing hard. Yeah, I don't just wear a hat in summer for fun. By the way, I've obviously <laughs> I've, I've exercised and got in the shower, and now my hair is sodden, so it's it's up in the up in the hat. Um. Anyway, community topics. Todd Edgar wrote in on the Discord and says, are there any former players that you would happily take back at the club for the upcoming season? And if so, who? Keep up the great content. Oh God, we're asking some of it here, Todd. Because Wednesday, you're always asking for old players back, aren't we? Go on. Uh, West Ham, can we have uh, Antonio back? (laughs) That'd be a a decent one, wouldn't it? If we we were going into fantasy line. But realistically, who do you think we could take back? Because you couldn't realistically bring Forestieri back now, even with his age, because he's he's doing he's having a good time where he is. Yeah, he's, he's loving it. Uh, I'm an Abdi Poodle. Poodle. No, yeah, no, no Abdi then. No, no, no. If I wanted someone to sit on the bench, I'd just hire someone. No, I mean now, man. You've got to bring them now. back now. They've got to be oh. actual like. Former play. I assume this is what I it is. Would, if it was... I would like Hector. Personally. Yeah. That that he 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 did like being at Wednesday. He there was a He is the one former player that, that, that does feel and does sound like there's quite a lot of unfinished yeah. business there, doesn't it? I've seen a lot of people say Zhao, but I want him to get sold so we get the selling fee, so no. <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't I he wouldn't drop that. Realistically, I can still see Hector could happen. Guys, yeah. <laughs> you know, and Hector should really happen. You he would probably be my back. one as well. No, God no. <laughs> God no. Um, I think. 
I wouldn't take Tom Lee's back either. No. I'd take Jacob Murphy. Again, not going to happen, is it? But Never going to happen, but yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. I would take Reach back. Would you? He's a good utility player, right? I wouldn't be jumping out of my chair for him, but I would have Reach back. I what can't imagine. We spent so much money on him, we might as well have him back. Yeah, I'd have Wickham back, but Wickham's too injury prone now. That's the issue. And we, do, we don't need that. Wickham's a good player, but he's way too injury. A League One, though, if he could stay fit, Wickham crack yeah. him for this league. Um, Kieran Westwood, obviously, because yeah. I always say Kieran Westwood. Because I, I can't let it go. All right. Um, oh, what the lad, it wouldn't happen because he's uh, Udderfield now, but he was at Newcastle and we had him on loan. You remember him? Oh, Lazar. No, other one. Aaron's. Aaron's. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have him. No, didn't impress me too much. Um, there was a player that was in my head then and I've lost it. Ah, uh, who was it? It's annoying me now. It's annoying me now. Can you remember which season it was? No, it's gone out of my head. But it's a player that could... Ah, yes. One that does make sense and will could possibly actually happen. Thornley. Yes, that's a possibility, yeah. We should never let him go. Because he's got experience in this league now. He's pretty decent centre-back by all accounts. We are in League One. He is a Wednesday, you know, well, we've Wednesday product. I don't think he's a Wednesday fan. but no, he's we a, from Everton. Yeah, he's a Wednesday. He's a product of our academy after the Wednesday, after, after obviously coming he from was Everton. At, he was at Oxford one day and then he went back to Blackpool. Has he gone back? No, I think he's still at Oxford. He signed for Oxford permanently. Did he? You, yeah, he, he played for Blackpool. And then I think he went on loan to Oxford and then he signed permanently. I might be talking out of my arse, potentially. Let me have a look. There's this potential thing that's actually happened there because I'm losing track of seasons. Has he gone back? Uh, he is still at Blackpool. Talking out my arse, there we go. That's what I do. Uh, um, would be interesting, though. That what? could happen because Blackpool don't have a manager at the minute. Or we just loan him, you know, anyway. So, mm. but we don't really want to loan too many players back. But I will, I will say something. I don't want to have a loan player and have the same thing that Leon Beth did when we loaned him. He said, Oh, I came here when I was 21, nothing changed. Cheer for that. <laughs> <sighs> Always annoyed me that interview. <laughs> that was a dark time. That was a dark, no, dark time. Gary, Gary Taylor Fletcher was the dark time. Same time. Oh, got it, isn't it? Yeah. You forget, it was all at the same time. (laughs) I don't know if it was, to be fair, but like all I remember of that era was Bothroyd, Taylor Fletcher, Martin Taylor at centre-back, Anthony Gardner, who looked amazing at that level but got injured way too often. Uh, Just, I I I was on the cop every week at that point, right? Pain. Pain. Can't believe you said Jay Brothwell. I forgot about him. Before I went, I think it was just before I went to uni or, yeah. Pain. Yeah. 
Steve Whitey White wrote in on the YouTube community tab and says, Sheffield Wednesday have been linked with four strikers. Andre Gray, Fraser Campbell, Elliot Lee, and finally Tom Barkusen. Is that the same Barkusen you used on FIFA? Question mark. Yes, it is. Um, out of the four of them, who would you both be interested in signing? For me, it's Gray and Campbell. I must say, we have not been linked with these. I did some digging. They, Dom they, did one of his. They, Dom one did of those, one of his. Who could we yeah. sign? Pieces like we do. You know, when we we yeah. do some of some of those. So well, we haven't been linked with them, but I thought. It is interesting to sit, to speak about some of these players. Obviously, I don't. We're not going to sign Andre Gray, right? No, we're just not. He would we, because he would be way too good for my FIFA because he's a seventy-three silver with eighty-two pace, seventy-two shooting, sixty-one passes, seventy-one dribbling, thirty-seven and seventy physical. If It'd be fantastic. If and if we're struggling to do a deal for Harley Dean, we're definitely going to struggle to do a deal for Andre Gray. Also, everybody thought we signed him when we actually signed Andre Green because they got the names mixed up. Do you remember that? That was quite funny. Campbell I wouldn't take. And I know they're the two that you've said you'd take. It just doesn't... I would take him, you know, and and support him if he became a Wednesday player. Is he the Luddersfield lad that tries to wind everybody up as well? Yep. I believe he is. Yep. Yeah. Again, FIFA cards, 66 pace, 66 shooting, 61 passes, 66 dribbling, 37 defending, 67 physical. He's all right, you know. Yeah. I would take Barkhusen. But he think, I think he'd go to Derby. I do think I was about to say this, actually. We've both done the same digging on it. He is, he is looking he's about to go to Derby. Do you know why I'd take Barkhusen? Because his numbers aren't amazing, by the way, right, oh. Barkhusen. Because he's made... Um, Last season, he made 13 appearances, so he didn't play that often for Preston, and he scored two goals in those 13 appearances. The season before that, he made 45 appearances. He's not a goal scorer. He's a winger, obviously, if you don't know who Barcusen is. He scored two goals and made four assists. So he's not prolific, and he's not, he's not a big assist player either, and that's a lot of appearances to have stats that... However, it's his pace. It's the one thing we lacked all last season. It's the fact that you'd have to be careful about him getting, in the, getting you know, you'd have to be watching him down that yeah. side. And as a squad player, and as, as, a, as a player that you can bring on, or even, you know, he would start for us. In League One, Barkusen's a pretty good idea for, and Derby are going to get him, by the way. That's oh, why yeah. we've not talked about it, because it looks like it's going to happen. He would be decent. It would be a, He would fit into this Wednesday side quite well. It's just quite annoying, actually, because he's bloody good on FIFA, and that's why I signed him. It's not even his real-life pace, right? His FIFA pace is great as well. He's got 94 pace on yeah. FIFA. It's ridiculous. That's why I'm, I signed I'm him. Su- I'm surprised Preston are letting him go. I'm not, right? Because they played him that, 13 that, times last season. Then again, they, they're on a rebuild, aren't they? On the low. And yeah, if you're talking rebuild, they've had him for six seasons, Jake. You know, yeah. and if you if you actually if you actually look at some stats, they say he didn't score any goals last season, which is inaccurate according to the more detailed stats. But he's Barkusen would be the one for me out of those four that were mentioned. But we but thanks for writing in, Steve, about that. We aren't linked with him though. It is again speculation pieces, which are the bread and butter of every everything because we do them too. So yep. I put the community to- the topics out on Twitter as well this week and SWFC com wrote in 
actually didn't do that. They tweeted us today, actually, but I thought I'd put it in. Uh, John McAtee, 19, worth alone, surely, tweets at us. So he's one of the Man City youngsters. Now, this is a bit of a FIFA one, isn't it? You, you sign a Man City youngster, but it, it makes sense in a way because if you look at, he's 19, and the past two seasons in the, in the you know, like the second Premier League division yeah. they do, he's played 23 times, uh, 22 times in the first season, scored seven goals, 12 assists. And I know it's a different level, right? But they do compete yeah. in the Papa John's with us, just saying. Last season, he played 23 times for them and scored 18 goals and got seven assists. 18 in 23. We do have a good link up with Man City as well. We do, which we is why as a loan, that it can't sense. hurt, can it? Yeah. <laughs> I, there's still part of me that thinks we may go into Billy and Delap again. We went for him last season and he just... That said, would no. just genuinely be football manager, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he needs he need to go on loan. There's a lot of that Man City youth team that are at that age where they need to go out and play week in, week out and get kicked a bit. Yeah. Um, I'd take I'd take him. Definitely. I just think it'd be a good... He's only 19. We need to be a little bit more clever with our loans again, you know? Yes. He... Was he at Grimsby? That sounds familiar. Yeah, he's... No, of course. Yeah, he's literally apparently been the star, according to BT, the star of their promotion run. Mm. So that would make... He's already been gone and got kicked a bit. Yeah. Well, could he step up to League One, you know? Hang on, how does that work? If he was in the... How long was he at loan for? Hang on. Hang on. Is this the same player? It's not the same player. That's embarrassing. Are you sure? This is going to catch a few people out, but never alive on a podcast. There's two. <laughs> there's oh, two bloody there's players two with the them. same name three years apart <laughs> <laughs> so not the Grimsby lad this is one, one. <laughs> there so, is so the one do, so if we don't get the one from Man City are we getting the Grimsby should we have the one from Grimsby <laughs> yeah let's do that <laughs> I was like this doesn't look right I looked at these stats earlier this isn't right he's talking to a Grimsby no Different one. Okay. His name's James, actually. But James John McAtee. Does he go by his middle name? Potentially. Yeah, he's he's not he was born in two thousand and two. That's as good as what I told you before we came on air, two thousand and five. Yeah, I know. Um all fun and games. But yeah, he's actually made two senior appearances for Man City. See what happens. Yeah, can't, it can't hurt, hurt going. Look, you've got a lab we like. Can we? I'd like to know what his play style is. Please let us know if, because um, I know there's some Man City ultras that look at absolutely everything related to Man City. If we do break this out as a topic somehow, please let us know what he's like play style wise in the comments. But could yeah, he be, could he be like the Theo signing that we had? This week? That's the problem. Do they want him to? 
because Theo signing was, it, oh, we weren't playing him and then he went and played less. You know, we weren't playing him in the right position and then he went and played in the wrong position and played less. Funny. It was kind of funny, yeah. Um, could that be another situation there? We'll see. But thanks for, for tweeting us, mate. The next tweet comes from Lee Wild Goose who says, as a fan, would you rather see Wednesday get to the Prem or win the FA Cup in, say, the next 10 years? That's a big one, that is. Prem. Prem. Prem, because you can, if you, what's the word I'm looking for? Manage to stay there for a long period of time, it's very good and it worked quite well onto a question later on in the topic, which we're going to discuss. But having the Prem would help us be a bit more sustainable as well again. Here's the thing for me. It's that, I, I look at it from that aspect of it. Can you imagine our fan base? We wouldn't shut up if we won the FA Cup or, you know, the FA Cup within the next 10 years. We could yeah. be in League One for the next 10 years, but if we'd managed to win the FA Cup in that, we'd cling to it. It'd be the next thing for the next 30 years, right? I'd love it. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. But if you look at the bigger picture of a club and you look at parachute payment money and the way the money's going, we need to get to the Prem at some point in the next decade, right? Because if we don't, club now Forrest have gone. Really. Oh, I wouldn't say that. I put that on Twitter and got <laughs> a lot of average for it. But if you look at terms of uh, a fan base, of the, okay, okay, you know what I mean? That era. That got relegated, basically, yes. yeah. We are the ones that have not bounced back up, which means we've not had any of the riches of it. We need to go up and get some form of that parachute money, even if we come back down, right? We just need a promotion there. Yeah. We need to get out of League One first. There's a long way to go. But we do need to seriously do it because otherwise you end up stuck. Yeah. And we've all seen the gif of uh, Chancery coming out with the money. He could actually go and spend a lot of money then. Do you only think, do you know the only thing that stops us, right? from falling the only the only thing that's quite disgusting in a way if if they scrap financial fair play in the championship yeah in its current situation because got rid of it then it levels the playing field for for play for people like chancery to just come in and chuck money at it and we can't we'd be able to compete when we got back to the championship with the parachute payment clubs because he would he would have chucked that sort of money at it oh yeah definitely you know so it's a case of it's I don't know. I think he, you've just he, got, you've just got to be able to make over. sure the owners can pay for it. That's what. Also, can I say we do slate Chancery. There's, there's, there's a fan, the large portion of the fan base that gives a lot of stick to Chancery. We've given him stick where it's due, and we've given him respect where it's due. But he he does the thing where I think you should be able to show that you could you could support a club financially, and that they, they, they are to you personally to bankroll them if you get them into a situation that's what I, FFP should be based around yeah. you know you should be able to show that you've got the funds to do it and you can do it our accounts of the past you know every year we are not a sustainable club at the minute no. Chancery has put his name he will keep the club running he is doing it right he's putting the money back into the club he's if FFP was it. based off that and you wouldn't get situations. Can you imagine if there was personal liability with all, with the with, with like the Berry situation and things like that? They wouldn't happen as frequently. No. And but you, you could just dissolve clubs. Ironically, the FFP was meant to stop the Berry stuff, the Derby stuff, or and I think we've seen more. But it doesn't. The only thing it's no. done is Compl complicate it. Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. Jake, and it, if you look at it, it was QPR that put everyone in this mess when they went up that season. They had a bigger wave budget than Borussia Dortmund. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Didn't help them in the long run either, did it? No. <laughs> anyway, Dango, 1867. Writes in, threw my cup and says, experience or youth for our summer signings. You need a mix, man. I know it's easy mix, to say one yeah. or the other. Um, we've got a quite a few. I keep thinking we've got quite a few young players, but then you look at the average age of our squad and it's quite old. So, 28. Yeah, you probably need to you get bring in a bit I, more youth. I think if you do it by position by position, you want a bit more experience at the back. You want yep. a bit more youth up top and a mix in between in the middle. I think that's a really good way of putting it, actually, because that's kind of what we've tried to do previously. You bring in youth like Jordan Story and you bring in Dean, who yeah. is obviously the experience. And then in the middle, you've got your players like Fizz and Adoniran that come in, but then you've got your Bannon, your Byers. Your Byers is in the middle of that because he's not obviously that old. Yeah. But um, you, you've got your Bannon, your Luongo, they come in, they're the experience, and then you've got your younger kids around the middle of it. Then up top is where we, the, that's the thing. Up top is where we need youth for me. Mm. You need a player that's going to break the rule book and come and score you the big goals sometimes, it's, or have a breakout it's up season. Top and it's if we're doing wing backs, your wing backs need to be young. They need to be quick. They need to be yeah. able to get up and down the wing. Know that once they broke forward, get back quickly because you're about to get a break on. Yeah, you need that. I'm running till my legs fall off, striker, because yeah. he's young. Not the as amazing as they are, like Lee Gregory is a fantastic player, but he probably knows when he needs to stop running. Do you know what I mean? But you, yeah. sometimes you do need that younger player that that doesn't know when they need to stop running, just keeps doing it and, and, and causes absolute havoc and we win 4-0. If, if why I wouldn't be, say, if the whole Bailey-Cadamartry deal does go through, I wouldn't be mad about Darren Moore going, look, I've got a young lad here, I'm just going to play him in League One because it's League One. He's going to yeah, get experience. We haven't spoke about that, obviously. He's he, the deal store in there. I've got this feeling he's off to City. Yeah. Kind of to, yeah. Him if he did. <laughs> it's the one club that I'd be like, yeah, I can, I can kind yeah. of see why you'd do that. Well, can, but, can you imagine it? Can you, can you imagine it? To the, the Wendy lads, how are you doing? They're like, oh, good. Oh, you want to say hello to Haaland? All right. <laughs> I think we need to say we'll put him on the bench. Yeah. What could hurt? Honestly, he comes on, gets a bit of experience. That, that, what, that and if he's crap, met, he's crap. Well, this is the whole situation where we messed up with Hurt. I don't want to do it again. I think we, obviously, if he doesn't want to sign, he doesn't want to sign. There's that side to it. But if we say, come on the bench, you get some sub appearances, you get into the squad. Yeah. There's nothing spoiling. And you but can I, turn around if a, big, if a big deal comes for you, we'll accept it. Yeah. We've got to be smart with our youth team prospects. What's the point in having an academy if none of the players come through? Especially because academy compensation is nothing, right? 300k. It is is nothing for these players. No. Especially if they turn out to be massive. 300k to Man City. What's that? Absolutely nothing. I mean, it's everything to me. Please give me 300k. (laughs) But like, to Man City, like... That's, what, that's not what they find behind the sofa. That's what they find digging up the car park after they've just done a resurface. Yeah, oh, we accidentally dropped some money here. We won't pick it it's, up. We'll just they are, it. It's just... 
we need to yeah. sort it out. We'll see what happens, yeah. but it has stalled that. We didn't want to talk about it in length because we didn't be like, want to be like, panic stations, but it is a thing. Callum Breeze writes in and says, a simple one, should Wednesday's away kit this up- upcoming season be all black? I've wanted an all black away kit for a very I long like time. That. I want an, I want a blackout Wednesday the kit. La- yeah, I like Hull City blackout Wednesday kit. It looks superb. Blackout Wednesday season. kit? No, blackout Hull City kit. They had a blackout kit and I like it. Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm a big I'm a big fan of the blackout kits. I, I love blackout. I wear black most of the time because yeah, I'm clearly a big goth. But like I <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy black football kits and mm-hmm. I want Wednesday to have one with a black badge and it be because it it's cool. discreet, right? Yeah. I mean, some people will look absolute weapons in them, but that's the same with all football kits really. If you can pull off black and I basically live in black. It, it, I want it. It will, it will probably be a good selling shirt as well because if you look at shirt sales, I don't think this season's away kit did well. I love it. I, I like it too, it but I, I'm not I, bought, I'm I don't wait, think... I'm being that they, fan. I'm waiting for waiting it to, to put the sale. Yeah, I am. Which is normally up by now, which is a bit kind of thingy. I ain't got that sort of money. I ain't got full, I've not, I've not got full season, like full kit, you know, like full retail price of a kit money anymore. Yeah. It's not, not what I have. They are. Anyway, Hubdub is our last writing today and says, what can Wednesday do in order to attract more sponsorship deals and build its global brand? Very vague, but could be a good topic to discuss. So if you want the actual answer to this, there's a few ways, right? You could do the Chengu Blades thing and you could yep. like have affiliates in different countries well, and that. Fleetwood. Fleetwood now have Fleetwood Saudi Arabia or Fleetwood Dubai. They have something like that. They're the Dubai version of sodding Fleetwood town. <laughs> Come on. Not hard. If Fleetwood Dubai, have figured it can out. Can I just say, does Dubai remotely interest you? No. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure I'd go and I'd, I'd I'd see what it's all about, but it's like... You're bumping it every single footballer. It doesn't appeal to me as a place to visit, to specifically. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the man-made city aspect or... I just like... I don't know. I, I don't... The, the, be- the, the manufactured side of it. I'm sure if somebody wants to pay for an all-expensive trip to Dubai sometime... I'll, I'll give it a look, guys. I'd be, but a, like, I'd, be, I'd be able to kip on my cousin's sofa because he lives out there. You've got a cousin in Dubai, have you? Yes, I do. Are they a self-help person that does all their videos from their Dubai apartment? No, he's a physiotherapist. That explains it. Yep. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Take like 97% of the wager. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but- yeah, you could have affiliates, things like yes. that, you know, to to build your brand. You could um you could potentially make have a bit bigger media presence than we've got. Could you have an ambassador program like former Wednesday players in different countries? Because yeah. because uh, uh, commercially a Do you know what they could do? Oh, here we they, go. They could talk to your content creators, the small channels that actually have a quite a I'm just saying, like the production if if Wednesday were paying me to do something for them media wise, we'd be alright. Because I'd actually put some effort into that. I've as, just I, saying. I, I can see you going in, right? I'm coming in. What what are we doing? Rip that up, start again. Because our yeah. media side is poor. 
I it's don't know. Well, I'm not going to slag off because no, no, I'm no, not going to slag not, off the I'm media not, team. I'm not going to slag it off, but you look at what other people have done. It took us ages to do a team sheet just, with a thing. Just drop me an email and ask me about audio, right? Because our audio, I don't, I don't run our audio to the best ability, by the way, because otherwise this room would be a dead room. I wouldn't be this close to the mic. We'd be using a different setup. However, when, all, when interviewing a player and doing that sort of stuff, You've got to get the balance right. Okay, that's one thing. I, I like that we're trying more, but structure it. Structure it. I, th- I think it's a, it's a media thing. It's a... Where but, is, like, the... Because when Chancery came in, he wanted Wente to be the number one... One of the number one teams in Thailand. He wanted mm-hmm. to, like, be able to walk through Thailand. Very much like what Leicester have got. I think he's seen the Leicester City shirts and gone, I want that. It's, it could have been done... That season we went up versus Hull. They're trying, by the way. They're trying to like yeah. th- th- get with like local bands like Sherlock's. Sherlock's. That, but mm. it's um This season was a little bit more you saw more of what Liam Dooley's doing. I think that's why Liam Dooley's here. Mm. He's trying to build those links. The big thing on the global brands bit, and it does come back to home, we need to work on our commercial side anyway. In terms of merchandise, our merchandise is Let's be honest, it's not great. It's overpriced crap, isn't it? Yeah. And you need to figure out new deals with people to do different things because you look at other clubs and stuff. Like, even if you go to Meadowall and you just go past our little thing in near the Oasis and then go past what Sheffield United got, it wills apart. We've got a bigger shop. It's on the honours board. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there's a Um, lot. Do you remember that tweet? That was funny. Yeah. there's but a no, lot it's... that can do, but I think we have to rein it back a bit with what's happened and then start again. And he learned, he's learned some things. I think we're slowly getting there, but like I said, if Fleetwood can have an affiliate out in Dubai, surely we can have a Thailand version out in Thailand or something. We, we, anywhere. Just yeah. build like, even if you sort of... Um... I love a duck contingency. We could you build you build your brands, you know. You have you have variants of your team in different countries, and you do you do it you do it that way. That's the biggest way to do it and build the brand. But I'd say even bigger is is being savvy with your media presence, right? Yeah. And and build and using the club like knowing somebody who would be able to sort of influence that platform and take the power of a Sheffield Wednesday with an already but but know how to to build them in a modern world right okay and you'd have to appease not just the old fans but you'd look for you'd look for your new market right because your old fans are going to be there anyway right we're there through thin and thin but knowing how to target your new market and i am not just saying right start promoting Qatar airways and doing all that sort of stuff and being like oh yeah let's wednesday no i'm not saying that i'm saying just be more savvy with the younger generation of fans and knowing how they interact to content well, if you look, we are using like the things like the TikTok and stuff. Like the head groundman is actually done. He's got a TikTok that he does himself called, I think it's Groundman 1867. And he did a thing showing getting the pitch ready and get it all sorted. And it's interesting that he's done that off his own back. To, he knows, look, I can get people eyes on it. The fans will watch it. I think it's just been a little bit smart about what's around socially, what's around people, just getting the right people around. 
and just going, look, this is what we've got to do. Here's a media content pack. Here's what we want to do. Let's try and build it. And guess what? Do you know what else helps? Being a bloody good footballing team, which we're currently not. Yeah. That's so right. when that happens, there's more options there. But that is all I've got for this week's episode of the Talking Wednesday podcast. Anything to add this week, Jake? Stay dry because it's going to absolutely chuck it down, apparently. It, it was. I got rained on at work. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> Wait a sec, car. Bring, bring, on, bring on the hot weather. <sighs> you Actually, say that, no, but I not, hate recording not, this not, podcast. Not on Monday. Not on a Monday. No. God no. I melt. I absolutely <laughs> hate sitting in this room when there's any form of heat. But whatever, yeah, it's meant whatever, to be boiling. Whatever, because my birthday's been and passed, and when like we did all that, like usually on my b- past few summers, my birthday that week's been roasting. We've not had it yet. No, we had like we had a week of where it started to hit the twenties, and I, I got in my car one day, and it's a black car, so it was thirty-two degrees, and I was like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, and the aircon don't work, which is fine. I need a new car. I do it, need a new it's car. Not, it's not there yet. It's just recession's coming, boys and girls. It, it, can't can't it, be spending. Unnecessarily. It, well, it's really funny when it gets hot weather because at the end of the episode, we just go, right, we're off by. I'm going to find somewhere cold. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But yeah, unless, unless uh, nothing else to add, I'm going to go and eat. Hope yeah, you're, uh, hope you're all going to have a lovely week and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.